There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Today in the podcast, we are going to be talking about potatoes. And I know we're a little late on this, but there's no time like the present to talk about some of these things. And if there people end up harvesting potatoes like various points in the year, you can do early potatoes, you can do storage potatoes. There's all sorts of ways to do potatoes. And the thing is, is like, I think as we're getting into fall, we're, if you're like me, you're already looking at your garden and you're like, well, what do I want to do next year? <laughs> you know, it's the inevitable problem of having a garden as you continue to think about what is going to happen next, right? I, I think that's part of the problem. <laughs> but this week, I just wanted to talk about potatoes because one, if you haven't harvested your potatoes, they're probably ready but if you already have, no worries, because I'm also going to tell you how to store them, because that honestly can be a little complicated. There's things to know about potatoes and with harvesting and storing them. And I hadn't really done this before, and but I'd read a lot about it. I finally felt like, and I had helped on a farm that did it and some things, but I was excited to try it this year. So I'm going to share some of like what I learned in this process. And I hope you guys enjoy it. But there is a blog post that's tied to this today. If you want like the really quick and swift kind of information about all this and not all the talking. (laughs) So, or you want something to reference later, you can have it. So basically this year and what I really recommend, I, well, let me step back a little bit. I wish that I grow in potatoes a lot sooner than I ha- than I did because they may be one of the simplest, easiest, most fun things to grow in a garden. And now I would recommend them to any parent growing a garden because 
the reasons I didn't was because it was like, oh, they take up so much space. But you can grow them in grow bags, which are incredibly easy to purchase and easy to take care of. So if even if you have a small space, you could grow enough potatoes for yourself. It's pretty crazy what you can do with a grow bag. So another day, another conversation about grow bags themselves, but grow bags are perfect for potatoes, especially for anyone that thinks that, oh, I don't have enough space in my garden. You probably don't. I mean, potatoes take up a ton of space because you have to hill them. And so they need almost like two feet on either side, like, or at least a foot on either side. And then, I mean, by the time you're done, they've taken up like a whole raised bed and, (laughs) and the plant itself gets quite large. So, and you got to continue adding soil around them, really good compost, leaves, things like that. But if they're in grow bags, it's super simple because all you do is you put the tubers in there and then, which are the seed potatoes, and then you, you know, put them in a little bit of soil, cover them up. Once they sprout, you add some more and you cover up the very, very, until the very, very top so they can still get some light, but they don't need a lot. And you just continue to cover them, I think about three to four times before you actually harvest them. And I think that many times we think, oh, this is so much more complicated than that. That is it. It's literally it. And they were, I pretty much planted them, checked on them every couple of weeks, added the soil when I saw the moment that it needed it. And then we harvested them. That was it. It was so easy. And now they're currently being stored and they are ready for us to hopefully enjoy over the next six months. So we got, we did 10 grow bags and I would say we got almost 10 pounds of potatoes, which is pretty great. I feel like for our first year and probably more potatoes than we actually need. But all that to say, I really suggest it to anyone who is thinking about wanting to grow something in their garden. And if for some reason potatoes sound like, I don't know, like something really hard or exotic, go for it. Like try this because it's, it's that easy. And in the show notes, I'll link to my favorite place to purchase seed potato, which you can do now. And there's a farm in Maine that I really am just in love with. I love what they're doing. And Once you've had homegrown potatoes, you'll never buy a potato at the grocery store again, hands down. So good, especially early new potatoes, which we can talk about. So first of all, I basically told you how to plant potatoes, right? But like harvesting them can be kind of tricky. And I feel like the only other vegetable that can be kind of tricky too is squash and melons because you can't see it. You know, so much of what we grow in the garden, we harvest what we see. And, but there are things that we can't see it being done. Like a tomato tells us when it's ripe by the color it turns. But how do we know a potato is actually ready to come out? And this is a tricky thing, you know, to understand. But when you think about it, you're like, oh, I can't check. You could dig your hands in there. I'll be honest. But it's more than just knowing if the actual tuber is there and exists. You got to know if the plant is done photosynthesizing and it is now storing its energy into itself. And that's what is actually easy to understand because the plant dies. Literally, it looks like it's dead. 
It looks, you can look in the blog post. Like it just looks like, okay, I killed this plant, but actually like, that's a great thing (laughs) because it means that you're ready for harvesting. And so all you have to do is look for that. And then once you see that, stop watering them for two weeks and let them just kind of develop a skin. Don't harvest them. Don't do anything. Leave them. Don't get the itch. Now, if you see that the plants have died and you want new potatoes, you want those like tender, sweet, nice potatoes, and you don't plan to long store them, you plan to almost eat them within the first few days of having them, which is really important, then, and we'll talk about that, then you can basically pull them as soon as you see these plants dying back. You are welcome to do that. Just know that you will not get long storage out of them because they have not developed a thick enough skin in order to protect themselves from the light and the moisture and like all the things once they get out of the soil. So you can do that. But when you go to harvest potatoes, particularly if you did them in grow bags, it is incredibly easy. And if you have children, they will be begging you to continue to do it because it's basically like going on an archaeology hunt because what you do is you dump the bag out and then you just like hunt for all the potatoes in the soil and you're just digging around and then you plop them into your crate that you're going to put them in. And you want something when you put them into it that you can wash out and rinse everything because obviously they're in the soil, they're going to be really dirty. So you want to be able to do that and have that space for them. And I like to wear gloves too. So my hands don't just get completely black by the end of the time that we're done. And it does help, but my children are usually covered in dirt head to toe. So maybe that's obsolete, (laughs) but if you do them in the ground, you would use a, a garden fork or a pitchfork and you would come about a foot away from where the actual plant is. And then you'd push it in the ground and lift it like, you know, wedge it in there underneath the roots of the plant, underneath the potatoes, hopefully, and you will lift the plant out. And at that point you should be seeing them. Now, once again, you're going to want gloved hands to kind of rummage around in there, loosen up the soil and find anything else that's in there. Because some of the, when we loosen them, you know, especially if the plant has died back fully, the roots may not be holding on to that, that tuber anymore. So it may get stuck in the soil. So you got to make sure that you actually get all of them, right? (laughs) So once you have all of them and you're like, okay, we got all the potatoes, we're sure of it. Proper storage is absolutely key. And I say this because green potatoes that start getting a green color or tint to their skin will actually make your stomach upset and even give you diarrhea, get sick, like all sorts of things. So it is not poisonous per se, but the, um, I actually forget what it is. There's something in that happens in that skin that is, it's basically a way of protecting the potato from being eaten and because it makes humans and other animals sick. So it's a way of helping it produce more potatoes, right? So we, and it happens when it's exposed to sunlight and it hasn't had time to cure. So basically before you do any storage, after you've harvested all these potatoes, you want to wash them off really well. You can spray them, whatever works for you. You want to remove anything that's damaged or rotted or has any bad cuts in it, anything like that. Those aren't going to work. 
some people say you can keep them and use them for seed potato the next year. Hey, I say it doesn't hurt. Give it a try. It's all about playing and experimentation. But when we're going about curing them, we want to make sure that they are in a flat layer on newspaper or cardboard or something like that in a space that gets that's dark and cool. Dark and cool is very key for these tubers because they are used to that and that's what they know. So you want to make sure that they're all laid out flat in this cooled space in the dark and you give them two, three weeks or so, and then you're going to, and you want to make sure there's plenty of airflow. So you do them in a single layer, right? And then once you feel like they're all done, you're going to take them and you're going to store them. You can put them in a cardboard box, a paper bag, anything like that, that's going to eliminate light. And you don't want to stack them too much. You want them to just be like one or two layers. And then you're going to you can keep them in there. And then what you're going to do is cover them maybe even with some more newspaper or craft paper or anything like that. And then you're going to store them once again in a cool, dark space that is actually cooler than where you cured them. So our cool area that we cured them in should be around 50 to 60 degrees. Whereas like our you know storage place for them should be around 40 to 45. So the ideal is if you have a refrigerator in a basement area, maybe that you use, you know, for other storage, things like this, then you can put them in there. That would be a good spot if you don't want to take up your main fridge for them. But a lot of people, you know, how they used to store them was in root cellars and most of us don't have those anymore. Some of us do. And if you do, that's pretty cool. I think it would be very fun to have one of those one day. But if you don't have that, then obviously (laughs) you could use a fridge. And so that's really pretty much it. They should keep for six to eight months at that point. And I just think it's such an easy, fun process. Like it sounds more complicated than it really is. And I think we get into these things in the garden where we just kind of think that they have to be more complicated than they are. We see Instagram making them more complicated than they are. We, you know, we want to jump the gun a little bit, so to speak, in harvesting something, all of this. Like it's very, very much one of those things where it's great to learn these slower processes and learn that like, and that's what the garden's great for, but just to like take time to learn something new and that isn't actually that complicated is just such a great thing. So if you're looking for something this year that can really, I guess, give you a chance to try something new while still being successful, I highly suggest potatoes. And if you're growing a garden with kids, I also highly suggest potatoes. They are going to love it. And plus they probably will eat it. We got some purple Klondike, I think that's the name of them, and my five-year-old was so pumped about them, I cannot even explain it to you. So I, he just thought they were the coolest thing, (laughs) and they kind of are. So I hope that this inspires you guys to try something new as you're thinking about your garden 
this next spring. And like I said, I'll probably do a whole nother podcast all about planting potatoes. And in it, I will describe more about soil and grow bags and all of that. But for now, I really suggest looking into getting your seed potato ready and doing your order because the sooner the better. The farm that I just love that I'm going to link to in the show notes is Wood Prairie Family Farm. It's in Bridgewater, Maine. They do an incredible job and they do it right. It's organic. It, I'm serious. It's so good. And I love their catalogs. They are just wonderful. And they sell other things than just sea potato. They also sell vegetable seeds and cover crops and all, and you can actually get kitchen potatoes as well. So, um, I love them. It's a small family farm that does it right. And you guys know I'm all about that. So anyways, go check it out, get your orders in. And if you're really thinking about this, because I, like I said, I am now a complete convert on growing potatoes and I will forever do it, especially in grow bags now. So you can have a huge garden and still decide to do potatoes in grow bags. Okay. We'll get there. We'll talk more. Don't worry for now. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today and that you are excited. Uh, this month we have a lot happening, not just in our gardens, but we have the community opening again on the 22nd. So if you're interested, you can find a link to get all the info of how you can join. If you've been enjoying the meditations, we dive even deeper into these as well as I'll be supporting you guys through the changing of the seasons with the garden and everything in between. So I am very excited about this fall season and even more excited about the winter one. So now is the time to think about signing up. It is $50 for a season, which is three months or 160 for the year, which is a full calendar year, obviously. So we would love to have you along. There's so much more info that you can check out. And you can also sign up for our email newsletter so you don't miss an opportunity to join since it's only open for a week. Till then, friends, I will see you out there. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 